Hey, this is Mira, and I want to welcome you to the Transmuting Daily Mental Traps podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss ways on how to transmute daily mental traps and how to remain in alignment throughout the day. So let's get started. On today's, today's topic will be on healing, and I'm going to share a very um, intimate um, perspective from how just I'm going to share my healing journey, like how I got started in my in my healing and how how that how it looks for me daily and things like that. So back in 2017, I made a strong determination to become a better person. Um, I practice Nichiren Buddhism with the Soka Gakkai USA. So I started chanting. That's also known as prayer. So I started chanting for the wisdom to know what I needed to do to heal and shift my life and to become a better person. So I believe that our prayers are answered to us in non-conventional ways. Like you will have somebody come up to you, a complete stranger, a friend or a family member, and they will say something to you. You'll be like, damn, I was just thinking about that. Or I was just talking about that. To me, that is how God source the universe, whatever you want to refer to um, the higher power as that's how our prayers are getting answered through humans. Sometimes you'll come across something on social media, you'll pick up a book, your TV show, radio, and it'll be right in alignment with what you were praying about. To me, that's how your prayers get answered to. So I pay attention to very, all the things in my environment. So back in February of 2018, my friend invited me to go to a vegan smoothie shop and it was a smoothie workshop and it was about energy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not vegan. And it was about energy and frequency. So I was like, okay, that sounds fun. Let's go ahead. So I went and it was an amazing workshop. And that's where I met Yvonne. And Yvonne is a life empowerment, transformational soul coach. So about a couple of months later, I'll say in April, I started working with her. And during our first few sessions, she said, Mira, you have all the pieces, like, and she kind of like, you know, pointed out in the air, like how they're kind of like all over the, all over the place. And we just need to put them together. And so I will see her kind of like, I will book sessions whenever I will be feel overwhelmed or stressed, or I had an incident and I was triggered. I'll call her and I'll book a session. So finally in June, I'll, um, I say she had the courage and the wisdom to tell me, you know what? You need to be consistent with your healing. You just can't come book an appointment when you want it, when you feel like, oh, okay, like if you really want to see changes in your life, you need to be consistent. And I was just like thinking to myself, huh, okay. You know, I didn't think like, oh, she wants more money. Like I felt that she was sincere. Like she really wanna wanted to help me. So I became committed and I started seeing her um, since June of last year and every week. we I say like for a whole year now, we haven't missed a session unless I was out of town or she was out of town. And I can tell you like from today is August 21st. I'm a completely different person from how I was August 21st of last year. My first real benefit that I've seen from like being consistent in my healing journey was Last summer, I was dating this guy, and he was coming in from out of town. I was all nervous. I'm like, I kind of felt like he was lying to to me about his status of whether he was single, married, separated. It just didn't sound right. So I was just like, okay, I was just gonna, you know, he wants us to come and visit, and I'll I'll just you know 
spend the weekend. But I was terrified. I'm like, okay, well, what about if he tries anything? Or what if he want, what, you know, I want a relationship. Is he going to try to, you know, as long as this is going to work. I just kept going on and on in my head, like all over the place. Like not, you know, like not being present. And so Yvonne told me, she's like, Mira, you need to relax. And even my friends, like, you have to just be, go with the flow, be present. And I didn't know how to do that. I was like, you know, to, that was to be present and not like get anxious about what was going to happen or feel sad or depressed about previous incidents that have happened. That was very challenging for me because I'm controlling. I want to know how things going to play out. And I want to control the process as things play, play, play out. So I know it completely sounds very excessive, but that's kind of, that's how I, how I was. Um, but so the weekend came, me and, me and the dude had an amazing weekend date, everything. I was so proud of myself. I remained present through the whole weekend and that's when I really learned about feminine energy. And so me and Yvonne started working on integrating feminine energy. Let me tell you though, when she brought up the term feminine energy, I, I was I was completely shut down. I had completely ignorant. I had no clue on what feminine energy was. I thought it was like being prissy and weak and submissive and passive. And I'm like, that's totally not me. I'm like, nah, what is nah? I'm not gonna have no dude just, you know. I I just had it. Just showed me how like. You, you're, you're so, a person could be so ignorant on something and completely closed off. And that one thing can completely transform your life because the integration of my feminine energy, like, cause I have naturally a lot of masculine energy and from work and what I do for a living, I, I have to, you know, implement my masculine energy. And even though I'm very girly looking and people were like, Oh, they, you wouldn't know I have as much mass, but masculine energy from what I learned is like, being extremely organized, being controlling, wanting to know how things are going to work out. So what I learned about feminine energy, it was just like allowing, surrendering, being present. And since I really started to like, I literally had to write that out. I am, I will surrender. I am, I am surrendering. I am, I'm open to feminine energy because I believe in right now affirmations. We'll talk about that stuff on another episode, but it was really like a huge shift in my paradigm because I'm just like, I was going on YouTube, Googling videos on what feminine energy was on Google, um, you know, not on YouTube, Googling, but you know, YouTube searching what feminine energy was on Google searching what, I, I had no idea. And just the divine feminine energy, just like that, just the integration of it, of what I've learned, it's completely transformed my life. I, now that I believe everything is energetic. We're all energetic beings. Um, everything, we're all vibrating on different frequencies. And sometimes we clash because we're on different frequencies. And sometimes we keep on having the same situation happen and occur to our life because of we're on that same frequency. And as you raise your vibration, vibrational frequency, things in your life will, will surely shift and change. And that's exactly what happened. I got a, I got a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm in a happy relationship because as soon as I integrated the divine feminine that the person was already in my environment, but we were not a vibrational match to each other because he was at his frequency. 
divine masculine. And I was, and, and as soon as I integrated my divine feminine, it was magnets that came together. And I was just like, wow. Cause you couldn't have told me that, you know, this person was, what I've already been in my environment. I was just like tunnel vision and blocked off like, man, again, in that masculine energy. So just having, so since then, like also the consistent sessions with her um, really helped me to see the value of doing the work. So that's when I can say the journey to overcome Mira began. Like I had, like I said in the beginning, I had a strong resolve not to be the same person. I did not want to be the same person five years from now, five weeks from now, five months. Every day I'm constantly challenging myself and being present and having awareness so I can know, so I can not continue to make the same, you know, negative choices or negative decisions. Um, it was just really like, I'm the whole, this whole thing is just me explaining to you, nothing is wrong with therapy. I will tell somebody in a minute, I see somebody once a week and nothing is wrong with that. And you probably should too. I remember when I started first being Yvonne, like back in February, I sent this guy that was trying to date me. Um, I sent him to her. I was like, you need Yvonne. You need to call her. You need to go sit with her because right now you got some things going on. And if you want to deal with me, we got to be in rhythm. And needless, our, our relationship lasted 90 days. And I, I, and I was, I knew, I, you know, you just be dating, you meet somebody and they're completely different than what you're used to. And you're like, oh, okay, let me try something new. And then you just, but in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, it's not going to work out. And it didn't, which was good because maybe he, he needed, we needed to meet each other so he could show me not to compromise and to always follow my first mind and also to, for him to meet Yvonne so he could start his healing journey. I don't think he, he's still seeing her. I, I really don't even ask her about him, but it was, I'm definitely protected because he would have probably drove me up the wall. But anyway, the value of seeing someone once a week. So I could say since starting with her last June, I've learned an integration of feminine energy, which has completely transformed every single aspect of my life, remaining present, connecting to my heart, more compassionate, more and flow and just surrendering. Like when I start feeling like I'm about to control, like I'm trying to control things again, like I say, surrender, surrender, mirror, surrender. And I I literally say this out loud to just keep to ground myself because that once you start getting that spiral going, it goes fast and downward. Like, like it's like real quick. So I just keep on saying the affirmations out loud. I surrender. I'm ready to receive. And by me being present, I have like, been able to, I really feel like activate my third eye, open it up, get a lot. I'm, I've always been sensitive to other people's energy and very intuitive, but just integrating the feminine energy has taken it to another, another way. I mean, I, I don't want to get this episode. We're not going to go into like the stuff that I can feel and see about other people, but it's very, very deep. And I, and I know it's because of the integration of my feminine energy, but also, like doing my weekly sessions with her, we'll evaluate things. I'll tell her like what's going on during my week, and you know, or what's happened at work, or anything like that. And she'll and we'll talk about triggers. And I'll say a lot of the things that we learn is that the the things that trigger me, it's it stems back to childhood. So childhood <laughs> trauma, things that happen in our childhood that we think have been like may have not even taken into account. That has made us the person that we are today. So, like, some things, like, I'll give an example. Like, 
I don't like when people cut me off, like when I'm talking or disregard my disregard my thoughts or my ideas when I'm making suggestions. And no matter what arena I'm in, like if it's in a social arena, you know, in my in my Buddhist organization, if it's at work, and especially if it's a man, because it just really triggers me. And so we did a lot of we do it. Me and Yvonne do a lot of guided meditation to figure out when when did that trigger start? Like how do how did that trigger start? And a lot of it starts from like my childhood, like my dad, from the way he'll treat from the way he treated me, like shut up, disregarding me, calling me names growing up and, you know, telling me I was stupid and I I wasn't going to be shit and all this stuff. Like that's a whole nother episode too, because I had to forgive him. And, and, and I want to share with you guys too, the ways that I had to build my own self up and love myself. So I'm not messed up, but another person just simple things in your day-to-day environment, you really sit down and reflect and like, why is this, why am I irritated by this? Like, it'll be somebody's voice, the way they talk, it'll just irritate me, you know, and it'll just be like, okay, Mary, you need to calm, you need to relax. And so we, you know, just having that, that um, anchor, which I'll call Yvonne, like the anchor to, to just keep me grounded and, and, and focused. And sometimes I'll, I'll make a joke like, and um, we'll have a session and I'm like, oh, this past week went good. I don't I don't need to talk to Yvonne about anything. And I swear, a couple of hours before the session, stuff will start happening. I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have spoke. But it's definitely worth it if you we nothing nothing is wrong with seeing anyone. Nothing has to be wrong with seeing someone. I think a lot of times, you know, um cultures, religions, things make you feel feel bad for actually seeking professional help or treatment. But to me, um, and like I remember, uh, my dad actually started seeing someone back in December. And I remember when I told him, I said, daddy, you need to see someone. And he was like, you know, uh, Mira, I, I just, I pray, I pray. And I was like, well, how's that working out? And he just got quiet. So I chanted for him and his happiness and for him to waken up and to, to value his life and to to get this. And he he sees someone once a month. I mean, that's a start for a 60, 61 year old man. And um, when all these years and through the through the uh, my healing session, especially in the inner child, I really learned to have compassion and unconditional love towards my father, because all he did was project the project and perpetuated the cycle of negativity and abuse that he was that he experienced growing up so I had now it's like but I determined I said no this generational curse stops here no and so to even see now at 61 years old 61 or 60 whatever my dad is like to see him going to get help now that is nothing but prayer so going back to the whole prayer, so things aren't, no one's going to come down from the sky and say, yes, this is how you heal. This is what you need to do. No, things come to you. Things, you have to be present so you can receive the information. You have to surrender and connect to your inner being so you can be in a receiving mode to know which direction to go. Every single thing in your life happens for a reason. So just really understand it. Like, okay, man, you forgot something and you had to run in the house that, and, and it made you a few minutes later. You, you, you forgot your wallet or self, whatever you may have forgot. That was, that was your protection that everything we, again, we'll, we'll talk about that in another episode, but like the inner child healing is deep, deep. So, so in one year I've integrated feminine energy and I became aware of 
the seriousness of inner child healing and really like I'll even say like little little mirror was out little mirror came out I was triggered and I'll I'll say little mirror was hurt because that's who was hurt so then we'll do a meditation and I'll see it's just like oh I wish everyone could get this type of healing and treatment because it's such a aha moment like you're like oh my gosh all these things that you think are not even connected, are so deeply connected, and the issues are so deeply rooted. But there's hope, and we can always, because people say, oh, I tried therapy, I tried this and that. Okay, yeah, what what kind of therapy you try? That's where, again, prayer comes in, praying for the wisdom to know what kind of therapy you need and for the courage to act on the wisdom that you have. I can't, I'm not, talk, sit on the couch and talk therapy sessions are not for me. I could talk all day long. Talk talk to people all day long at work, my friends, my family, whoever you guys on a podcast. I can run my mouth. That's that's not a problem. But I need concrete. I'm the type of person. I need concrete steps. I need coping mechanisms. I need things to do when you're not around. How can I? So, oh, I almost forgot another. The third thing that I've learned that I've in my healing journey that I, that has really helped me to grow and, and evolve as a person is really allowing myself to feel. I would not even allow myself to cry. I would not allow myself to be sad. I, that's again, that masculine energy. Like, no, you don't got time for that. You don't got time to be weak. You don't have time to do this stuff. And like I moved a couple of months ago and, um, in 2010, my mother passed away and I had a box of, um, I had a box of her pictures and things like that and from my childhood and pictures of her and in a box. And I remember that night packing and I just cried, cried like, like I'm like, like, like hyperventilated cry, like, like to the, like as if the death had just recently happened. And that was nine years later. She, you know, and I was like, wow damn, I was so hard on myself that I didn't even allow myself to mourn the death of my mother. Like, do you know how much tension and pain and aches and, you know, things that like dis-ease, literally dis-ease in the body I'm causing from not releasing my feelings, not feeling emotions. So for the past two months that I moved, that like it's been a an emotional roller coaster up and down, up and down. And I realized it's that. I didn't allow myself to feel anything besides happy and upbeat. If I felt anything less than that, boom, I got back in. I, 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 I shook it off. I pushed it down. Like you hear the statement, like, um, what you, what you, what, what, what you suppress or what you reject. I, I can't remember what you suppress. Anyway, like something about like, some, it's, a, it's something like whatever you suppress, it comes back out. Like, so pretty much you're not supposed to suppress anything. And I suppressed it a lot of stuff for years. And so loud now, even when I'm like, when I feel like I'm going to cry or I felt, if I feel true, like the only time I will allow myself to even cry before, like, oh, when um, it was that time of the month, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm feeling too sensitive and I'll look and see, okay, it's, it's almost that time of the month. This is probably why I would justify it like that. Instead of like saying, no, you've seen something or you experienced something like it's okay to have a variety of emotions. I was only allowing myself to feel one way and I was happy and on point and upbeat. That was it. That was all. No, no, no. I, I didn't even like feeling confused. I like, I need, because again, that controlling aspect of me, like, I need to, I'm so confused. What I got to do, I need to feel, I need clarity right now, you know? So 
again. So I'll say the four things I learned from um, just one year of healing was um, the integration of feminine energy, which got me my boo, baby Jesus. Um, the second thing was, and also helped me in every aspect of my life. The second thing was um, remaining present. Third thing is inner child healing. And the fourth thing is allowing myself to feel feelings. A couple of weeks ago, I had a, um, uh, like a breakdown, I guess, when during one of my meditations with Yvonne. And I was upset with my dad um, because I, I, I was filmed in a documentary for the Smithsonian Museum. And it's going to be a session in the museum. And I and that's kind of a big deal. And my I sent my dad the pictures and stuff of the day. And he didn't even comment. And so little mirror came out and was and was hurt, like, you know, like seeking praise and accolades from my from from my dad, like, you know, my stepmom commented on it. And I was just hurt, like, dang. And I and I was I was even mad at myself for being mad. But then I had to sit and reflect and say, you know what? I'm glad that this happened because this is showing you that you don't need to seek praise and accolades from anyone. Your dad, your boyfriend, your friends, your family. I'm like, people should be happy. People should be. This is like, this is a historic thing that I'm I'm a part of, you know, to be assessing in the, the museum for, you know, speaking on Buddhism, especially as an African-American woman. It was just like all these emotions. And I was so angry at my dad. I like literally wanted to hit him because little mirror was like, we have a good relationship now. Why aren't you proud of me? Why aren't you giving me praise and accolades? And so during the meditation, um, we were doing a forgiveness meditation. And as we were visualizing myself, I was forgiving myself and I was forgiving my dad. And as it was time for him to do his role in the meditation, I just shook up out of it. I was like, I'm tired of this. I was like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, you know, Yvonne was so patient and kind with me because I probably was like, okay, girl, bye. <laughs> but like, she was, just so patient and kind and just like, like, you know, we'll take a deep breath and we can, we, it's fine. And I, and literally she's like, you know, what did you do today? Like thinking about like getting me to, to think about like, did I do the things that I normally do to keep myself in alignment? Cause now this is day two of me being angry. I'm angry and I'm, and I'm projecting it on people in my environment because little mirror is hurt because she's done something very big again in her life and her dad is nowhere around giving praise or accolades or even saying I'm proud of you. So I said and then so you know um the next morning I woke up every morning I wake up I dance I listen to positive um podcasts or, or YouTube and I um and then I start you know I do my morning prayer and I start chanting for the day and and when I was chanting I really it really came to me that you know, I had to switch that anger from my dad to appreciation because he really made me show I need to get myself, keep feeding myself with love and affirmation and not seek that from others. Yeah, it's her dad. Who wouldn't want their father? I mean, it was a natural reaction, but I was just like, and it also had the, the, um, the awareness, like I was really projecting, um, my feel, I was really projecting my anger from my dad onto others. Like I was projecting onto my boyfriend. I was projecting onto people who was just calling me and talk because I was so irritated. And now it really opened my eyes that 
That's what happens with a lot of people in society, that they are so frustrated. They are so hurt. They have no coping mechanism. And so it's literally like throwing up. You interact with them, you get thrown up. <laughs> you, you, you get throw, throw up on you or you or or you get shitted on, you know, excuse my language. Somebody shits on you or and it's um, like a diarrhea shit or like an excessive because they are out of alignment. They have no coping mechanisms. So whatever has gone, and that's why you can't take things personal from other people because whatever has gone on with them throughout the day, you don't even know. And so you come in, into contact with them, you're out of alignment, you have no coping mechanisms, and it's two people going at it with each other that completely know nothing about each other, and they can both are out of alignment. You see what I'm saying? So I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad. But again, I I had to let myself, I had to be present. I had to re- I had to pray and reflect. I had to have appreciate, I had to shift my energy from anger to appreciation. And I'll say it took me about a week to honestly call my dad because I was so, and I, and even the, the feelings I, I, in the session, when I got out of the meditation, I told, I said, I'm tired of being weak. I t- I'm tired of being vulnerable. I'm tired of crying. And she was just like, it's okay. Mary, you're strong. You're, this is not weak. And I felt that I was dead serious in that moment. I was like, I'm tired of, I was like, I'm tired of fucking crying. I'm tired of fucking feeling vulnerable. I'm tired of all this. Like, why does this have to happen? Like, I, I'm like, I was mad. I'm like, if my dad wasn't messed up, effed up, then I wouldn't be having to feel this way. Why did this have to happen to me? And it was just like, you know, I'm so glad that because if I didn't have this, this session or this, how I probably would still be angry. That's why all these people are walking around angry. They don't have coping mechanisms. They're not waking up, raising their frequency by listening to positive um, podcasts, listening to positive stuff on YouTube, dancing, um, singing early in the morning, ch- you know, tr- pr- prayer, chanting, meditation, doing something to ground them and align them throughout the day and getting them in the, I call it, you know, having a bird's eye view. When you don't, when you don't have anything, you just roll out of bed and you go, you are you are in the matrix. Your perspective is linear. You are in a scarcity mindset. You can't see nothing but what's in front of you, to the side of you, or back of you. When you get up and you get yourself in alignment and you get yourself grounded, you have risen. You have elevated yourself.